Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. So I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the show. Okay. So Saturday, let me just start with that. So I was invited to go to a bachelorette party and I had said, yes, I was going to go like months and months and months and months ago. And during that point, months and months and months ago where I was at in my journey was I was still kind of people pleasing a little. So like I was saying yes to things that I didn't really feel, not that I didn't want to go, but didn't feel comfortable going. Um, didn't know if it was going to be a good idea for me to go. Um, you know, as adults, we forget that we have these decisions and we're able to make them like, oh, I'm an adult. I can, I can say no, I can choose who I hang out with. I'm not just forced into a play date by my mom. Like, you know, I can do that. And we have to remember that my kids remind me that all the time. They're like, well, mom, you don't have to, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Thanks. <laughs> that feels good. I need that kind of support behind me, but they remind me that. And we forget that as adults. I don't know if you guys do, but I do. And so I'll, I'll just be like, oh yeah, like I was invited. I have to go. If I don't go, they're going to think I don't want to be their friend. And like you overthink it. And so you're like, okay, I'll go. Well, now months and months have gone by and where I'm at right now in my life, because we're constantly changing is I'm trying to be super careful and aware and intentional of who has my time. Uh, not just in a time sense, but because the longer you spend time with people, we just learned the more they influence you. So time is actually like a huge currency when you're like, you know, I don't, I don't have the time. Like, time is a big deal. And so you want to make sure you're making the time with the people that you need to make the time with to influence you over time. Uh, remember, remember that's the formula for growth too. tension over time equals growing in something. And so time is a huge deal. It's the denominator, the common denominator in all of these, in all of these equations that you want to grow in. Um, and we've talked about that a ton and we just got over talking about influence. And if you missed the last couple episodes, they were about choosing wisely who you're with and being a good influence in this world and not letting other people influence you in a bad way. And as we grow and we learn, our triggers and we learn what we struggle with because the only way we're going to learn about ourselves is spending time with ourselves. And the way you do that is like in therapy or in prayer or meditation, um, going to church. Like this is how we learn about ourselves because you hear a word and you're like, oh yeah, I totally do that. Maybe you never realized you were a people pleaser until I said that you're like, oh my, oh my gosh, I am a people pleaser. That's my problem. And I like community because it makes us feel not alone. It makes us realize like me too, you know, like that whole like me too movement that there was, it, it is, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not crazy and alone. Like I thought me too, I struggle with this. And so it's really cool when you can hear other people struggling because it's from a different point of view, because now you're hearing them talk about themselves and you can like follow the story and it's not really about you. 
But the more time you spend with yourself, the more you're going to grow, the more you're going to learn what irritates you, what triggers you, what fills your soul. And you have to spend time with yourself first to learn these things. And then you start learning these things. And now, once you know, now you can get better at it. Now, you know, you're a people pleaser. So now you can read books specific for people pleasing. You can look at scriptures. What does the Bible say about people pleasing? You can look for articles online. You can follow other people pleasers on Instagram by searching that hashtag and finding tips and boundaries and, and you can get better at it. But step one is admitting that there's a problem or admitting that this is what I need to focus on or, or bringing it to uh, awareness and being intentional on it. So over time of spending that God has revealed to me that this is something that I really struggle with. And so now I was in a hard place because I'd already committed. I had already paid. I bought the matching t-shirt. I signed the waiver. I, I was in the group chat. I was in the hotel room. Like I couldn't back out. Like I, I had to do this. And so I always focus on myself, um, even this morning, like, and every day you guys know lately I've been wanting, I really just feel this like spirit of cancellation over me. And it's not like, oh, I'm going to set a healthy boundary and cancel. It's like, I have anxiety and I'm unsure and I'm uncomfortable. And like, I'm just going to cancel. And when I do that, it's because all I'm focusing on is myself. And I'm thinking about how I feel and I'm uncomfortable and and I don't know if I can do this. And I don't know if I'm good enough. And it's all these feelings that we all feel all the time. But I always forget that God is like, you don't have to be enough. Like I'm enough through you. I don't want you to even be enough. I want you to turn to me. And that's what he says to all of us. And so I've been thinking like, why do I keep going back to this mindset though? Like, I feel like I'm on this roller coaster. And I was telling my husband this the other night, we were sitting outside and I'm like, I just feel like I'm on this roller coaster. Like I go, I go through these points where I'm like really down and just really tired and like kind of moody. And it's probably around my cycles. And I'm just like annoyed and I'm lazy. And then all of a sudden I like break out of it and I start getting a little more motivated. I'm in a little bit better of a mood. I'm like, okay, I got to really get my crap together. Like let's start going back to the gym. Let's start eating healthy. Like I really get myself back on this. And then I get to a point where I'm in, in my business and I feel like, okay, good. Let's start doing stuff, doing stuff. I make decisions. I'm like feeling good. And then all of a sudden it's like, I thought that I did too much and I just crashed right back down to the bottom. And then it's like, okay, I need this to be consistent and it needs to be a marathon. What we're doing needs to be a marathon. Like whether you're trying to start a business, you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to be healthier, you're trying to get better with your finances, you're trying to quit the addiction, you're trying, whatever you're trying to do it's a marathon. You don't need it just to happen right now. And it just, that's it. It's you need to make the choice constantly. Like you hear people in the sobriety world say like every morning I have to wake up and choose to be sober. Like I will be sober today. I'm going to be sober today. And you have to wake up and say, I'm going to make sure I manage my finances well today. I am going to not reach for that substance today. I, and you have to tell yourself this constantly but so listening, listening to the world, it's confusing too. Cause I was thinking everyone's seen the image in the cartoons. I was thinking kind of in like Tom and Jerry, 
or like Tweety, like all of that, like where they have like the devil on one shoulder and then the angel on the other. And I was thinking about that today when I was praying um, right before this call started. And I was thinking about that, like, you, you know, when you're sitting in a restaurant and you can pick up on different people's conversations, like you're like, oh my gosh, it's like, oh, I can hear them. Okay. Now I can hear these people. Like you can hear all the different things going on. It, that's exactly what's happening on one side of you. You have good information. You have life. You have risk it all. Go big. You got this. You're made for everything. You're, you're enough through me. Like the best, like rah, rah cheerleader pump you up pep rally over here. And on this side, it's like, don't listen to him. He's lying. It's not going to work. That is never going to work. You can't even see that. All those people that say that that's not even true. You're going to fail. Everyone's going to make fun of you. People are going to be mad at you. You're going to be a bad mom. Your husband's going to be mad at you. He's going to be sick of you. You're going to lose it. Like all of these things that are on this side and you are stuck in the middle because you can't like, you can't turn your ears off because even if you get really good earplugs or noise canceling headphones, it's inside your head. You can't, you can't shut it up. It's inside your head. And so you have to decide, okay, am I going to listen to the left or am I going to listen to the right? Because you can't stop, but you have to. And if you're in a restaurant or you're trying to eavesdrop on someone's conversation, like I do this all the time with my kids, I'll be like listening. And like my husband's talking to me and I'm like trying to listen, like what they're saying on the phone to their friend. And I'm like, what? Sorry, I wasn't listening. Like he's talking to me and he's actually closer to me, but I can still really listen if I'm super, super intentional. And it's like selective hearing in a toddler where I'm like, I know you can hear me. Skylar Grace, I know you can hear me. She's like, what? I'm like, I, I know you heard me. Stop ignoring me. And we have the opportunity to do, to do that too. We can be selective. Which side are we listening to? And if you're not intentional to say, I'm going to listen to the God side and you're going to make that choice then by default, the devil just starts playing. Like the devil plays by default and God is over here like a perfect gentleman waiting for you to come talk to him, waiting for you to be ready because it's love. He wants us to love him and you can't force someone to love you. Then it's not love. Like it's not true, genuine love if you force yourself upon somebody. So he waits for you to say, okay, I need you. I need you, God please show up. You turn on the worship music. You phone a Christian friend and ask for counsel. You search scriptures up. You read your Bible. You do your Bible study. You go to church. You watch a sermon. All of these things that you can choose to do. And a lot of these uh, sermons that I listen to will just say like what you, they'll say like the main point, but then, then they never put it into real life. So I've heard a lot of people talk about this subject, like you have to choose God and you have, you're like, okay, well, I have two full-time jobs and I already don't have any time for the things that I need to do. How am I going to make all this time for God? And you can multitask everything that you're doing. You really can. You can choose what am I doing right now? You drive to and from work. You could be listening to a sermon. You're working. You're listening to worship music. We're super, super, super quiet. Type in musical Christian music if you don't want any kind of words to be on there and just relaxing and over you. You can pray when you go to the bathroom. You can read a devotional when you, when you go into the bathroom. Bring your phone with you. You have the Bible app on your phone. You can 
do the right choices and, and listen who you're tuning into. But the second you stop tuning in, remember, this just starts playing by default. So you're driving to work and you're listening to your sermon or you're listening to this podcast and you're like, okay, I'm at work now. You turn it off in your car. You start walking in. Just that walk into your job, you're thinking. It's like you, you cannot leave God because then you're left to do it on your own. And God's still there, but because you're not talking to him and realizing he's still there, you're feeling like you're all alone. You're feeling like you're walking into work. Like I'm here by myself or like, Caitlin, you said you had a rough night. Like you're on top of a patient, like CPR, like, oh my gosh, what is happening? You're stressed out. You don't know what to do. You don't know if you're going to do this. God is in the room and God already knows the outcome. And that's why when people are in dire situations and they just call out, God, help us. Or, oh my God, like yelling, God is so powerful. And when there's trauma and when there's issues, like he is there all the time. You just have to call on him or think about him. You're, you're in a, a busy, okay, maybe you don't, you don't have the ability to listen to Christian music when you're doing your job. You're like, okay, I'm trying to like save this person's life. Hold on. Let me grab my earbud. It's like, it's slipping out. <laughs> let me like adjust this real quick. Like I get it. There are situations where you cannot, you're in like an important meeting with your boss and you're like sitting there like, like listening. I understand that. And there's not going to be every time where you can listen to someone else, but there is a time where you can listen to God inside of you. You might not be listening to someone else worship or someone else speak about God or someone else talk about their experiences, but you can talk to God. You have the ability because Jesus died on the cross for you. The Holy Spirit came into your body and now you can communicate through that. Um, <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> Hold on. Everyone just pause for a second, please. Can someone do these chest compressions? Because I just am having problems over here. Um, I hate those dang earbuds. I can't even walk on the treadmill with them. I'm like, how do people wear them all day and they stay in? Mine are constantly falling out. And like, I need, and then I saw that they make, <laughs> they now make a cord that is like suction on the end and you can connect it to both ends of the earbuds. I was like, is it, wasn't this like what we started with? Like, I'm super confused now. Like they're like, okay, this doesn't work. Let's add it. You have to pay extra for this cord. I'm like, I have like five pairs of headphones that were five bucks. You guys can borrow them. If anyone's in need of headphones with a wire, please DM me. I got your back. Like, but it's so true. Like you have the ability, you have the superpower to just talk to God. While you're riding, while you're at a meeting, while you're doing CPR, while you're freaking out and stressed about your job, you can just say, God, help me. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I can't do this. I need your help. Please help me get through this. And we forget too that we have the ability to, so not only are we not enough and we can't do it, God can change that. Like God can change your mind. That's really weird to think of. Like I didn't, and I'm saying this because I was talking to, I was talking to someone who I'm super close to and she really needs help. Like her mind is just in the wrong spot. And I'm like, you just need to pray that God changes your mind. She's like, I can do that. I'm like, yeah, you can do that. Like you, no addict wants to quit their addiction. Like that's why they hide it for so long. Like they hide their drinking forever because they don't want to quit. They know it's ruining their life. They know they're getting to a bad spot. They know that they need to stop. They know that it's nothing but bad, but they don't want to stop because your mind doesn't want to quit. 
So if you pray, God, change my mind, change the way that I view my marriage. You know how powerful that is? That is a powerful prayer. If you married a good willed man and he is good willed. Okay. I'm not talking about someone who's not good willed. I'm not talking if you're in an abusive relationship. We've talked about that before. I'm talking like a good willed man. You married him and he was a good willed man. He had a good heart. He might lose his temper a little bit. He might do things that aren't the best. He might make you feel unloved or say rude things to you or lose it on the kids, or maybe he blows all his money, or maybe he's a little lazy or whatever it is. I'm not saying he's perfect, but if you loved him so much at one point to marry him, if you've lost that and you kind of just like look at your person, like a roommate, like, okay, cool. Like, what are we having for dinner tonight? And then you go in your separate spots and you're like, okay, good. Like, don't even talk to me and you want that to come back, just start praying for that to come back. God, change my heart and make me fall madly head over heels in love again with my husband. Help me to see him like I did through the eyes of that bride on our wedding night. Bring back the spark. If you can't be kind to your husband or to your kids, and you're always in a bad mood and you're always irritated and you're always just snippy and you hate that, Pray that God changes that. And so when I was listening to Pastor Stephen Furtick this morning, and everyone needs to listen to his sermon from this weekend, which would have been on August um, 28th, go and listen to it because he's talking about this constant need that he has to talk to God. And so he was speaking to my soul this morning because I realized I'm the exact same way. And when I start to think that I can do it on my own and I just like get busy and I'm like, I do my devotion every couple of days and I pray every couple of days and I talk to God like all day, like randomly here and there. And I try to do my best, but I'm busy. Like I don't, I'm not really intentional. Pastor Furtick said, If I'm not spending all day constantly with God intentionally, the devil just starts speaking in my ear. And he's like, I don't know about you, but I am not strong enough to go a whole day without being constantly connected to God. I I cannot do this. And he even says, I wouldn't even be on this stage. I wouldn't be doing any of this if I did not spend constant connection time with God. And that, in that moment, I was like, this right here is why I want to cancel the calls every single time. This right here is why I feel super nervous and anxious every single time I have to do something where I have to put myself out in the world where I feel vulnerable, where I feel like I could make bad choices. I could do things and be someone who I don't want to be because the choices you make when you're on the peak or you're in a valley are completely different. You're still the same person. You're still the same brain. You're still married to the same person. You have the same job. Everything is the same, but you think differently. Like on Monday, you're like, I'm not eating carbs. I'm not eating sugar. I'm not drinking. Like I'm not doing it. You cannot tempt me. You can't trick me. You can't pay me. I'm good. But all of a sudden on Saturday, you're like, well, I could eat the cake. We're at a birthday party. You know, it's like you start to change it where you're like, that's fine. I can do that. And then you, you change and you're the same person, but you're different every single day. Um, Caitlin says she's been doing a daily devotion on the Jesus calling. Oh, I love those ones. 
um, enjoying peace in his presence. And a lot of the focus is that in this time, in these times, all we need, <laughs> sorry, I can't read today. All we need to just say his name and he is there. And when you speak the words, the spirit speaks on our behalf. I love that. So it's called, um, it's the Jesus Calling series. Yes. Okay. I think I fixed it. <laughs> so it's the Jesus Calling by Sarah Young, but it's um, specifically called Enjoying Peace in His Presence. And all of the days, it's a year's worth of devotions, but all of the days are a little bit different. But a lot of the focus is like when you're in those times where you don't know what to say or you're finding yourself away from God being your focus all you have to do is just call out like just say his name and he's there because he's always in us it's just refocusing your mind by bringing him to the forefront by actually speaking his name to remind yourself and reset that okay I'm with him he's with me like we're together right now I'm in his presence always and it's so great it's crazy the just how little of a thing that is to just say God or Jesus and you're just completely reset in that mind frame. Right. It is. It's, oh, I'm so glad you said that. I want to buy that. Okay. So everyone knows it's Jesus calling. The background was white with like bluish green writing or gold writing with blue eucalyptus looking things <laughs> for people who can't see the video um, by Sarah Young. Jesus Calling, Sarah Young, and the um, specific one you want to make sure you buy is called Enjoying Peace in His Presence, because there's a bunch of them. I have a brown one. Um, oh, and I have <laughs> I have this one for kids back here, too. Uh, she makes a ton of them. She's great for devotions. I love that. And then Terry said she had a lady tell her this weekend that she keeps a little frog on her dashboard to remind her of frog fully rely on God. F-R-O-G. That's cute. Yeah. Like little things like that, little reminders, things that you can remember, like, wait, am I worrying? Okay. Nope. Nope. I'm not going to worry. Oh, do I, am I nervous that I can't do it? Nope. It's fine. Like you have a big presentation at work or a scary client or any of that. Like you would be dumb to not bring God with you into your work. Like what is like, come on. And I was telling my sister that the other day, she lives in Miami and she works and is connected to all these huge yachts and she has her captain's license. And so she'll drive the yachts for um, like really, really big celebrities and crazy types of people. And so she's like connected in a crazy way with a lot of really influential people. And she was telling me her struggles and her job and stuff. And I'm like, please tell me that you're praying. <laughs> please tell me you're praying for this. Like, come on, you would be an idiot if you're not praying for this. Like pray that you're connected with the perfect people that you need to be connected to. And it's so cool when you start praying this because then you will say like, wow, that person is like literally the perfect client or that is the perfect person that works here. That is the perfect coworker. This is the perfect house. You'll say that and it's like, oh my gosh, but God did it. God brought the perfect client, the perfect job. Pray for that. Like we have this superpower where God can help us at any moment. The only reason why we don't trust it is because we can't see it. 
And so it's easier to trust something that you can see, like, like Pastor Furtick says in this sermon, like, what do you reach for when you're tired? What do you reach for when you're anxious? What do you reach for when you're mad? What do you reach for when you're happy? What do you reach for when you're stressed out, when you're freaking out, when you want to, like, what are you reaching for? And you're reaching for it because it's easier to reach for that thing. Like, oh, I'm stressed out. I'm nervous. I'm tired. I'm in a bad mood. Oh, I reach for a margarita. Oh, I reach for a joint. Oh, I reach for my cigarettes. Oh, I reach for a nap. Oh, I reach for Netflix. I reach for fried foods. I reached for gossip. Maybe you start doing that. Maybe you get on the phone with a girlfriend. You just start like gossiping and talking about people because I find myself doing that sometimes myself, like there's multiple of me. I find all of myself doing that. And I will be there and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. That is not, I don't like, I feel so, and I will, I will make it right. If I find myself gossiping or judging or talking to someone, even if it's like my mom or my husband or someone that I'm like, they know me, they know my real heart, like they're close to me. I will after come back and message them or call them or see them and say, I just want to apologize for what I said about so-and-so last time we were together. I felt super convicted. That was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. We shouldn't have talked about that. That's being a good influence. That's making other people be like, oh, you're right. Oh my gosh. Wow. I didn't even think that that was wrong because what we think is normal. We think is normal. We don't realize it's not normal until we're influenced by other people saying that's not, that's not how we should do it. You shouldn't be gossiping about people. You shouldn't be judging other people, but you need other people to point that out. Um, Mariana says having little scripture notes around your house to remind us, Ooh, that's a good one too. I was feeling anxious and having fear and the scripture popped up in my mind. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And right. It's hard to like pull that out right away because remember you, you uh, like, at least for me, I'm never listening to God. And then I make the intentional decision to stop. I'm not like, okay. And that's enough. Like, thank you. I'm done. Goodbye. Like I never, we never close. I just get, I just get distracted. I mean, I'm like in my devotion, I'm, I'm praying in my room. And then my daughter knocks on my door, mom, will you make me breakfast? Like, I'm like, okay, oh, I can't ignore her anymore. Like I'll be right back. And I like, get up and then I don't come back. It's constantly like, I'll be right back God. Oh, BRB. And then it's like, oh, here we are in the morning again. Like, sorry, things got busy yesterday. And he said, he says, you guys have to listen to the sermon because it's like, I'm literally only saying like the first five minutes, it was so good that I was, I was like exploding. I'm like, I don't even want to get on this call because I want to finish listening to this. It's so powerful to all of us because he starts like breathing really fast in the beginning. And he's like, what if you saw me? And I was like, like breathing. He's like, you'd be like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm trying to get all my breaths in right now because the average human takes 25,000 breaths in a day. And I'm really busy later. So I'm just trying to get all my breaths in right now, because I know I'm going to be too busy later to do it. He's like, it is literally the same thing. Like, you're like, okay, I'm going to listen to worship music my whole way into work, or I'm going to read my Bible for an hour today because like, I'm really busy the rest of the day. If you're, if you're busy, the devil is in your head. And he disguises himself as a lot of different things. 
where you might not even realize it's the devil. You might need someone else to point it out and to say, the devil's using that. The devil's tempting you. The devil's enticing you. The devil's lying to you. The devil's tricking you. The devil has you offended. And so now you can't see things things clearly. No, you're the devil has a hold on your emotions. And now this is just under this emotional lens that you're seeing. You're in the emotion of mental illness. And when I listen to people speak, I love Pastor Furtick so much because I can tell that he struggles with his mental health just by him being transparent and things that he's talked about. I know that he does. And I really appreciate him sharing what he does and how he delivers his message because a lot of speakers I hear I think in my head, no one who's struggling with mental illness would ever listen to what he's saying. Like no one would ever get it. Like, like yesterday I was listening at church and our church service was amazing. And we had a guest speaker and he was talking about risking it all. And his message was amazing. And it was timely for me. And he was talking about the reason why he's a missionary and only sleeps in his bed 52 nights or he slept in his bed 52 nights this year um, and his family's at home. And he talks about like the urgency that we have, like risk it all, like get up and do it, run towards what God has to offer you. Stop overthinking it, just go and do it. And the whole message was about like action, like taking action, like tithing a huge chunk of money or quitting your job and, and becoming a missionary or um, adopting a missionary family, or he's was pointing out and showed this amazing video about while well, everyone in America sits here filthy rich, even the people that would consider themselves to be poor in our country are filthy rich compared to what other people are living in these other countries. And he was saying how much food we throw away and how many kids die every day because they don't have anything. And while we flush clean water down the toilets, and literally go to the bathroom in them. There's other countries that don't even have drinking water like that. And, and he was, his message was so powerful and impactful. And like, yes, what are we doing just sitting here? But the whole time I was thinking, if the devil has a hold of someone's mind, they'll never listen to this message. They'll never risk it all. They'll never get motivated enough and passionate enough to go and take action because step one is admit that there is a problem. Admit that you are broken admit you can't do this on your own admit you're not enough and he did take an alt he did take a um do an altar call at the end to tell people that like commit your life to the lord he will help you he will save you but i was just thinking if someone's struggling with depression or anxiety they're never going to be able to move forward with this they're never going to take the risky move because they don't think they can and they don't understand that god can do it for you um, Bree says also, if you don't have time to sit down and read your Bible, you can have the version Bible app read to you. My husband turns it on to listen on his 45 minute drive to work every day. You are still getting his word in you that way. And on that app, there are a ton of different voices you can choose from, which I love that because sometimes I'm like, I just cannot get down with this voice right now. Like I can't even understand or focus. And there is a ton of different voices that you can hear. And that app is completely free. The version Bible app. It's totally free. And I love that because that's just like so missional. <laughs> that's just so great. So 
Absolutely. You can still get the word in. And if you don't understand the word, it's okay. Just keep reading it anyway. You'll feel different. And, and he even pointed out, he, um, Pastor Furtick said that his son is learning this lesson now the hard way of, I can't really do much apart from God and I'm not strong enough. And the devil gets me way too easy when I'm separated from God. And he said, his son is learning that right now with his attitudes and his moods and um, just his like general overall well-being. And that is what I would say was a huge improvement for me too. When I, I was a very negative person, I was very just like up and down with my emotions. I was in a bad mood or irritated more than I wasn't. Uh, I was more like gossipy, judgmental, and I expected the worst from people. I had trust issues. Like I was a disaster. Okay. I was not, I just want you to know that if you feel like this, like you're in good company, it's okay. And God changed me like literally changed me. Like I used to hate people. When I joined network marketing for the very first time, it was always a joke on my team because I was like, how does someone who's not a people person become in this people business? Like I hate people. I don't want to be around people. And then God changed my heart over time. And now I am, I love people. It's, it's like what I live to do is to be around other people. Um, and yes, Caitlin, I'm so glad you pointed that out too. They have different devotionals, um, devotional plans, and you can click like there's all different categories. So you can type in, I was in one before it was an angry mom one. It was like a five day angry mom devotional and you can set it. So every day it'll send you an alert at a certain time. And it's just this little message and then some scripture verses and like a little challenge for the day. And you can also connect it and do it with other people and other friends and stuff which is really awesome. So all of you can be reading the same thing. Uh, maybe like your family, maybe do that. I feel like just saying this out loud. I'm like, yes, I should have a family one with me and my husband and my boys. Um, but you can do that and you can have, there's, there's ones on depression on like literally everything. There's thousands, thousands and thousands. There's tons of them. Um, yes. Thank you for saying that. Um, so I want to leave you guys with a challenge today and I was thinking that look at what God did in seven days. Look what he did in six days, really, because on the seventh day, he just rested. So he did it all in six days. But I do want to, I do want to point out if you feel like the rest day is just a, like, oh, that doesn't count. It's actually really hard for you to force yourself to rest, especially if you've had six days of hustle. And then the seventh day, you're forcing yourself to rest because you have stuff to do. Like, I can't just rest, okay? The laundry, I need to grocery shop. I need to pay all these bills. I got to do these errands because I've just worked the last six days. We got to go school clothes shopping because school's about to start and we got to check in on it. Like, I mean, it's hard to slow down. So don't discredit that seventh day because sometimes it's harder to experience the seventh day in full presence of no hustle and relaxing and recovering so that you can then go out for six days. Also, there's no coincidence that when we're busy, we have less time for God and the whole world is pushing us to just be busier, 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 busier. I mean, think about how things used to be back in the day with Adam and Eve. I mean, the, the only thing that Satan could distract them with is like, you want a piece of fruit? Like, like now, I mean, look at what we have now. And I even think that before, like raising the kids in Jesus's time, the kids that grew up, 
they didn't really have a whole lot to do. They were focused on farming and helping their family live. And it was just, that's all you did was I had to work. And then I lived like I was working to live. And now we do the same thing. A lot of people are like, I'm working to live. I have to pay for all my stuff. But now all of a sudden we all need so much stuff. And back then there wasn't that much stuff. I mean, nobody besides Kings and, and high up people had big, huge houses because nobody could afford to put anything in it. And that didn't matter because other things mattered. So the devil has really changed in how busy we are and the hustle, 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 hustle culture. It's even harder. Um, so when you relax and you're not as busy, you're able to spend more time with God. So you need to spend extra time with God on the seventh day to give you enough momentum and focus to go the next six days before your next rest day. So, but, okay, hold on. Mariana said, yes, I have been um, in Missouri visiting friends and just came with my husband and my children. My husband's, oh, you came with your husband. Your children stayed back home for a couple of days and I'm used to being so busy and it's so hard for me to slow down. Yeah, like a lot of people, it's hard to just take a vacation. Like, I can't, this is weird. Like, I'm just sitting here. Like, this is weird. If this is weird for you, you need to do this way more often. Because a lot of times God just wants to talk to you. You could just be sitting there watching the trees blow in the wind and listen to the birds. You have no music on. You're out there by yourself. And you're sitting there in the presence of God. And he wants to download a thought into your mind. You can't produce your own thoughts or hear your own thoughts, I guess I should say from God, if everything else around you is so loud and busy. You know, you can't. If your mind is in a really bad place, you probably don't want to take a minute by yourself and go sit outside because you're going to sit outside and you're going to just stress and you're going to freak out and you're going to think of all the things you need to do and all the things you're worried about and all this that's going to happen. And you know, when someone has something on their mind and they're kind of just like spaced out and they're just like sitting there and you're like, what's up? What's on your mind? Like you can tell by what they're thinking. It's not good. And they're like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm really worried about that. Or I really think that I'm so-and-so cheating on me. Or I really, you know, you're just like pondering, like sitting there worrying. That's not the right time to go sit outside and hear from God. Like you probably should get on your knees and pray really loud that God can change your mind and fights off the devil. But if you're in a good place of mind, go sit outside and just sit there and listen and just listen to what God has to tell you because he has something he wants to tell you, but you're just so busy. You can't hear. So look at everything he did in six days. Okay. Six days. He created everything that is here today. The stars in the sky and the oceans and all the birds and all the animals and all the people and this whole entire earth, like, like think of everything he did in six days. Imagine what he could do in six days if you spent six full intentional days with God, bringing him everywhere, praying. And I'm not saying just praying for five minutes in the morning. During this seven-day challenge, so the seven days is for six days, you are to be intentional with God, starting your day with God, 
waking up, reading your Bible, waking up, praying, waking up, listening to a sermon, waking up, listening to a podcast if you want. But you definitely need alone time with God throughout your day where you are praying and asking him for help. And I don't mean just like bless your day, like, Lord, keep us safe, keep us healthy. Thank you for everything we have. Amen. Like, I'm not saying a prayer like that. Like, actually make yourself a list of at least 20 needs that you have from God that you need him to answer right now. Like this needs to like quickly, God, I don't really have a whole lot of time. I need this fixed now. My marriage needs to be fixed now. My kids' attitudes need to be fixed now. My attitude needs to be fixed right now. My overeating, my addiction, my overspending, my judgmental spirit, my lustful thoughts. I, I want you to get up and personal to God. He already knows, even if you don't write it on the paper, he already knows your needs. So you're not hiding from God by not writing it. 20 things at least on this list. And I want you spending every day for six days praying this list to God and asking him your, think of like when a kid really, really, really wants something. Like my son right now, his birthday is coming up. They're about to be 13. My one son is really big into, he wants to become a video game streamer. It's like all he wants to do so bad. So he's asked for all of this stuff and he just begs everyone for it. Like, please, I have this whole Amazon list. This is every single thing I need to start streaming. Like, please, mom, please, 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 please. And he's asking every day. He made the list. He's asking every day. He's showing me that he really, really wants this. And at first I was like, okay, we'll see. You'll probably change your mind by your birthday. He's like, no, I promise you I won't. And he just keeps asking. And I've seen him save his money. He's gotten money and he saved it. He's like, I'm putting this towards my streaming system. And I'm like, wow, he must really, really want this. Like he's researched, he's checked out what he needs, all the stuff he needs, the equipment. To me, it shows that he's serious. You need to show God that you're serious. Like, I'm not kidding when I say you need to change my attitude towards my kids. I need you to change my attitude. Do a little study. You know, you don't need a devotion or um, like instructions on how to spend time with God. That stuff's just in place for if you don't know what to spend time with God about. But if you need God to help you and you have a list of 20 things, then for the next six days, I want you to wake up and take an hour. You have your list of 20 things. The next six days, wake up, take your first hour. Yes, you might have to get up early. Yes, you might already get up early. Yes, you might've went to bed late. But your first hour of your day, I want you to spend time looking up scriptures for these 20 issues. So if you go on Google and you type in, what does the Bible say about attitudes? And my favorite um, link that I click on is openbible.info that usually always comes up like number one or number two. And I love to click on that one because it's so there's no ads on the page and you click on it. And it just shows you like every single scripture all on one page, super easy of like every scripture that relates to that topic. And what does the Bible say about lust? What does the Bible say about finances? What about, and then even go to like some articles and see there's a ton of Christian bloggers out there that will really tell you like the top five financial tips for Christians. 
and will like link resources and take Dave Ramsey's course and get this devotional. And here's the scriptures. Like, I want you to study the things on your list for the next six days. And day seven is your day of rest. You're going to rest. You're going to try to cancel things that you can't. And if today's Monday, your day seven will be Sunday. So try to cancel things that you can cancel on Sunday. If you can cancel them. If you had scheduled breakfast with a friend, maybe move it to Saturday, maybe move it to later in the week. Try to have like nothing to do on Sunday besides go to church and be with God and slow down and be present. If you really want a miracle, if you really want things in your life to change, this is it. Look at what God did in, in seven days, six days and a rest day. Look at what he accomplished. What do you think he could accomplish in your life? I have seen him change all the things on the paper. In fact, write the date on that paper and fold it and put it somewhere when you're done with it or when you're, you know, you're done reading it or once you've accomplished the things on the list, because you will want to go back and look, write this in your journal if you have a journal. So you can, this is part of your year documented to look and say, oh my gosh, look at those 20 things that I like needed God to help with now. Almost all those things have been fixed. Almost all those things I don't even struggle with anymore. Almost all those things were changed because of God. You will see, you will see that it is crazy. And sometimes these things change in just one day, two days, three days. By the end of your seven days, you'll look back and I guarantee you some of those things will be off of there. And what I like to do so I can see where God's done his goodness is I'll just highlight the things that he's already done or star and put a circle around it. Like, yep, check mark, circle a check mark. Like, yep, done. He completed this. If you need God to show up, then you need to call on God. You have to. Um. And the scripture that Pastor Furtick talks about is Isaiah 30, 19. And it says, people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. So don't turn off God and don't just walk away and BRB but intentionally spend time with God because we, we cannot do this without him. We cannot accomplish the big scary thing. We cannot influence, we cannot encourage because our flesh is gonna pull us back. If you wanna tap into who God wants you to be, then you need to spend every waking second with him. And that's all I want is to serve God and be who God wants me to be. Who did you create me for? And I will be that person. Just tell me who it is. The only way I'm going to become that person is by spending as much time with God as possible. And then I have a whole chapter in my book titled Breadcrumbs. And if you're a new listener and you haven't heard me talk about breadcrumbs before, I want you to start praying for God to show you breadcrumbs. And breadcrumbs are the next step on your trail that you need to follow. Like, where is the next thing that's going to give me information? Bring me the sermon, the pastor, the person, the scripture, the book, whatever it is, show me the next step. 
and then be intentional listening for the next step. If you start talking to someone and like this right here could be a breadcrumb for you. If you've been crying out to God, God, I just want you to use me, use me for your purpose. And then you had this feeling to get on today. And then this is telling you what to do next. This is a breadcrumb. God's like, okay, you're ready here. Listen to this. I'm going to use Taryn to speak through her because she's available. And I'm going to tell everyone what they need to do. That's how God is going to use you. He's going to use you as the vessel to deliver the information, to deliver the help, to deliver the encouragement, to deliver whatever it is that you're doing here on this earth. So in order to know your mission, you have to report in the morning and get your assignment. Lord, what is my assignment today? Show me where to go. Light the path, slam the door. And I have a whole list on my Instagram. If you click the link in my bio, I have a free, um, it says mom's prayers. And you don't, I mean, you can download it if you're not a mom. There's just a few prayers on there for moms, but there's some other prayers on there that are for everyone. Like light the path and slam the door. My prayer list. Um, and I think I'm going to make two separate ones, one for moms and one just for general. Um, so maybe I already did that by the time you're listening to this and you can go click the link, um, and you can find out that information, but don't be tricked. Don't get distracted. Don't just automatically listen to the default noise on your right shoulder. Choose to pay attention to the other noise because God has something in store for you. He needs you to realize this and step up and start living out your mission. He, he needs you to do this. So you're not waiting on him. He's waiting on you. Make the changes so that he can live out Isaiah 30 through you. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. You will weep no more. That is like just so powerful. So thanks for being here. Let me know how your challenge goes. If you're struggling, if you need to know what to watch or listen to or any other ideas. Um, I also have linked a bunch of my favorite sermons in the link in my Instagram bio at Taryn Sarconi. It, scroll down and I have all the links right there. And there's probably like 50 hours of sermons just that I've linked in the different series that I've shared that are phenomenal. So if you need somewhere to start, start there. Um, if you need someone to talk to, book a clarity call on my schedule too. Um, sometimes you just need someone else to see what you're doing at a different point of view, and I'd be happy to help. So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening and spending your morning with me. I pray that God blesses your day and that he helps you to see the calling that is on your life. Lord, help us to be obedient to what you've called us to do. Help us to walk in our day side by side with you and link with your power instead of trying to do it on our own. We know we cannot do this on our own, although we try. Please continue to help us and continue to lead us and guide us. We love you so much. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Have a blessed day. Thanks for being here. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Taryn Sarconi so that you can grow with me and you can learn how to get out of the valley, how to stay out of the valley, and exactly what to do to have the best life ever in 2022.